0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: And it's just wild, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Coach made a call. Uh, you know, people just got to do the job, really, man. You know, they good throw by dad, good catch by him. But uh, if everybody just do their job... that play would have been stopped easily.
2: But, uh... That
3: (laughs) That was Slay. When was that after? The Cowboys game. Ah, that's right. That was Slay after the Cowboys game. We are back. It is Marks and Reese. Uh, Every day at 4 o'clock, we play stay or go with with the number of Eagles free agents. We figured we'd go through all of them, but... Um, Darius Slay not a free agent, I agree. He is in the final year of his contract, and he's set to make a make a lot of money. More on that in a second. But according to Derek Gunn, he said this on his uh on his online show. Uh he said, Don't be surprised if the Eagles try to use Darius Slay as trade bait to get out from under his contract. That's the gun. So um he is he is due twenty six point one million this year or this next year. Uh, if they were to cut him, it would be twenty one point six million in dead cap. So you'd save some money. Um, but I mean, at this point, you wonder if because like, I I bet they would like to get out from underneath that contract. I just don't know who's who's trading for a tw- a thirty two year old cornerback that's set to make a twenty six million dollar cap it. You know what I mean? Right. In the final year of his contract. Right. So you'd have to extend them beyond that so what what real value does he have he didn't have great value when the Eagles traded for him a couple years ago and that was a great trade by Howie um but I don't see a lot of teams unless you're give, getting a conditional late round draft pick or something like that because a, a team that needs a corner and as a contending team needs a corner are willing to do it but still that's a lot of money to put on your cap you'd have to extend the contract just to make the cap hit more manageable yeah
2: yeah um And because of the unknown, I think that's where I'd have to go with it. I think I'd have to find a way to extend it another year or two and spread the money out. And at least I have one good corner here for two years. You got him here for the 2023 season. You want to make 2024 his last season? Okay, we'll start looking for his replacement. In the draft. Yeah, in the draft, yeah. So, yeah, that's – that's sort of what they what they have to do. Um, I could see some sort of restructuring coming. And also, listen, if they if they dangle him out there and they find a team that's willing to trade for him and restructure his deal and wants to have him for the next two or they three might years, that. they could do that. That's that's what this week is about at the combine. More so than looking at guys in in shorts and t-shirts and and, and getting their measurables. It is about having the ability to get a gauge on what teams are planning to do in free agency. Is there possible trades that are there that could be made? That's one of the things Howie is masterful at. So I'm sure through his back channels, if that's what they're interested in doing, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if Slay's name has been thrown about and, and to see if somebody is willing to, to totally step agree. up and give you some. Even if they give you a fourth round pick for him. Like the one thing the Eagles need is draft picks. So that they can turn that into cheaper players. So yep. like that's what they need. They need bodies. They need bodies. And they only have five picks this year. Right. And you got no mid round picks. Which really barely, like, barely any mid round picks.
3: You you hit on a fourth rounder and he becomes a becomes a starter, like that's what that can be the that can be the difference in a draft. That can make yes. your draft right there.
2: That, I mean, I guarantee a lot of GMs will tell you that's where they really make their bones is finding those hidden gems late in the draft and getting Jason Kelsey, getting Brent Selleck, getting Trent Cole, Jordan Mylotta. Like, like like I agree. okay, throw me in there, too. I agree. Yeah, but getting those types of guys late in the draft, it, it really can make your draft. Because those first and second round guys, listen, we, we all want those guys, but they're also hard to hit on. So when you when you when you have the ability to look at the top one hundred to, to two hundred players and you can find, if you know what you're looking for, you can find a running back, a wide receiver, right. safety, a corner, like the kid Seattle Man. the kid Seattle drafted. The corner. Was it a sixth round pick, fifth yep. round pick?
3: Stud. Man. And they have a good eye for corners, right? They have a yeah. good eye for secondary. And they, know what they're looking. they know what they want. Pittsburgh knows what they're looking for in wide receivers. Yeah. The Eagles know what they're looking for in offensive linemen. Like, each organization, and that's really what the Eagles do well, is the lines. O-line, D-line, yeah. And we know wide receiver and corner, they don't necessarily. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, here's how I see it. I don't believe that he comes back on just – because some people will say, let him play out his contract and then move on from him if he looks old. That's a That's a big cap number. Twenty six yeah. million dollars. They're they're like, like eight million bucks over the cap or something like that. They're gonna need some flexibility because they're gonna need to sign guys. Mm-hmm. Um so I'd be surprised if he came back at his regular salary. I do believe the Eagles are are testing the waters out there to see if there's a team that's interested. And if they're not, I think they restructure him. And he's back for at least the next two years. It lowers the cap number, and then they worry about the big the big cap hit in a couple of years. Yeah. They'll worry about it then. So that I mean, I, I think that's what they do. But I, I would actually say this. I, I hope that the Eagles, and I think Slay's still a good player, I hope that the Eagles are able to find a trade partner and they re-sign Bradbury. Mm-hmm. So they pivot right to Bradbury. They sign him to a three-year contract. It's less money per year. He still gets paid. He's a good enough corner to where you still need another corner that's going to matter. Maybe he maybe he's not as high-end as Slay, but he's also three years younger than Slay. Slay's 32. Mm-hmm. So Bradbury's 29. He's still got a lot of good football in him. I like him a lot. So that, I mean, that's what I would do. I would look to trade them, and if there's nobody out there, you extend them because you got to lower the cap number. Jack, stay or go, Darius Slay? So I say go, Darius Slay.
4: I'm keeping Darius Slay just because I think, like, next year with Jalen still should be on that rookie deal, you know, until the big money stays in. Like, next year still has to be one of those years where you you, you, these guys on these one-year kind of deals, you still have to go for it. I mean, there's, there's no like a massive step back that needs to happen last year. There, there's, there's going to be because you're going to lose some players. But if I, I don't need to get rid of good players just to get rid of them. And at the end of next year, if he walks, whatever. Like, I, don't, I don't need to get, don't get a
2: compensatory pick for right. Him.
4: So I'll keep <laughs> one more year just because I try to keep this window and keep good players here as long as I can. And if Bradbury walks, you drop the cornerback at 10, who's your yeah, other corner?
2: First of all, we don't know if the cornerback at ten is going to be.
3: Able to play. You hope he would, but yeah. Well, <laughs> yes. I'm signing Bradbury. I'm I'm moving right. Slay, and I'm signing Bradbury. And then you still need a corner, just like you needed a corner if Bradbury walked, right? So it doesn't change that. I, all I'm saying is that that the, the talk of the one-year contracts is tougher to do if you're bringing Slay back at this number. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of money. You don't have a lot of cap room, so. On one year deals, you need cap room unless you're in. in how we always so maybe this gets this
4: gets floated out like, all right, so if you want to stay? We're going to need a restructuring, or else we're going to trade you.
2: I was going to say he, he also has to be willing to
4: restructure, right?
3: His deal. Right.
4: right. Well, right. Lane, Lane's always ready to restructure, so th-
3: that seems to be <laughs> no problem. Well, they do it because they're getting money up front, and they're just you know, and, and then how he's able to do roster bonuses or whatever he does to reduce, reduce the cap number. I think they'll do that with Slay if they don't move him. But I be, like D Gun putting this out there, I'm not I'm not surprised at all. That's a lot of money. I've seen some other stuff written about, kind of not saying what what D Gun said, but saying like, yeah, you know, Slay, that's a lot of money for where he is, and uh, maybe they restructure him. We'll see. I think the odds are he's back. But here, but here's what I would say to that: it's actually not a lot of
2: money when you think about the caliber of corner he is. He's coming off a All Pro caliber year too. He does cover the number one wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He was a Pro Bowler, so and he's what he's like a four or five time Pro Bowler in his career. Mm-hmm. So and he he like I said he covers the number one wide receiver the majority of the time and. He is worth $17 million. Okay. He is worth – I mean, you're still going to have to cover these other wide receivers. So Brad, whether, Brad you give, whether you're giving him $17 million, see, I don't think he's better than Slay.
3: I don't think he's better than Slay, but is is Slay – and you mentioned 17. I'm just thinking about pure cap number here. But, like, how much better than Slay is he? And also, he's three years younger than Slay. So, I mean yeah, – it's, it, it's it doesn't show on the field. Is, I mean, Slay plays this year. He's at 30, not faster. He's uh, certainly not faster. He plays this this year at 32 or 33. What does he look like next year? Because mm-hmm. if, restru- if you're extending him and restructuring him to help with this year, now you're paying him big money in 2024 as well.
2: Well, that's why I wouldn't do it. I just let him play for $17 million this year. He's a $17 million corner. That's what he is. That's what your starting corners are making. That's his caliber. He's coming off a Pro Bowl year. PF has him rated as a top five corner in the league behind Patrick Sertain. I think Slade was ranked number three in the league. And I think Bradbury was ranked in the top ten, or he maybe even Might been, been top. Yeah. Somewhere around there. But I, I know watching them, one guy plays the game better than the other
4: guy. Well, and also how much how much did, did Bradbury get propped up because he had a number one corner on the other side? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying.
2: What happens when he becomes the, the the guy who has to cover the number one guy?
3: Might look different. Yeah. Might look different. 215 uh, 592 Stay or go. Darius Slay. Not a free agent, but is rumored to be uh, on on the market, on the trade market. 215 592 According to PFF, Slay was number five. Mm-hmm. Uh, best corners in the league. And I believe this is the – well, no, that's not PFF. That's Pro Football Network. What the hell is that? Well, they don't count. They don't count. And I do like that we're back to using PFF when
4: it helps. Hey, only (laughs) when it helps, brother. That's what we do. It's like spring training. If if guys are doing well in spring training, it matters. Yes, exactly.
3: If they're terrible, they're
4: just getting their work in.
3: But it's behind a paywall, so I can't see unless someone wrote about it. (laughs) I'm not paying for PFF. Sorry, Chris Collinsworth. No. Hell no.
2: No, they both may have been in the top. I mean, they were ranked as the best duo in the league.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Bradbury had a good year, but like your point of when Bradbury's the guy, what does he look like? Does he look like the same player? And he wasn't covering the team's number one wide receiver. So that's a big difference. All right, stay or go. We'll start with Michael in Philly. Michael, how are you, buddy? What's going on?
5: Yeah, hi. I was listening to you guys, and the thing that came to mind for me was um, with the idea of restructuring and bringing guys back, um, we had a wonderful season in regards to our division and, you know, the NFC East. But then we came up short defensively uh, with the better teams. So then do you really invest um, without having a clear-cut evaluation of how well they'll do against better teams? Um, That was just something I was curious about.
3: So you're saying you look at the players differently because they didn't play high-caliber offenses?
5: Well, yes. So, yeah, we're, we're obviously grateful that was done um but when you're talking about who's coming back and who you're going out to get you know are you are you taking that into consideration they didn't do very well defensively against the Chiefs, which was the most important game of the season Mm -hmm. uh so are you really going to consider that you know when you talk about bringing guys back
2: um no i don't think so i don't think you can look at one game and say this will be the determining factor as to whether or not I should bring guys back. I think you look at their body of work and you either believe in the guy or you don't believe in the guy because he's shown you through his body of work of what type of player he is. Um, I don't know. Are we back to saying or now we saying it's the players that cost in the game? Or well, I thought it was the scheme that cost no, the game. No, it's Jonathan Gannon. It. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I thought all the players were fine.
3: Yes. <laughs> so, and, and let me just say this about Slay. Mm-hmm. If we're going to talk about the offenses and the quarterbacks that they face this year, not being the greatest, then I think that also should apply to the Eagles defense in the corners. Right? Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know the answer to this and I'm sure that he faced good wide receivers over the course of a season, but if he's not facing the gauntlet of offenses that we, we already know that they didn't face this year. It's like, you know, did, did he really, was he really as good as he's been before? And can we expect more of the same or was it actually Kind of like defense was a little bit overrated, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I, that's something I worry about as well. Slay's not like by no means. Well, they, but like,
2: you can say that about everybody on the defense.
3: Correct. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, like the offensive lines that went up against get seventy to get seventy sacks to get seventy sacks over the course of a season, they need to be good. But if you're facing lesser competition, then how much of it is the lesser competition you're facing? How much of it is that you're really good? Now, I was looking at how many sacks they had per game. They had six sacks against Dallas the time that they uh, – the game against Dak Prescott. Yeah. They had six sacks. So they were getting to the quarterback, and I know they were a little bit banged up on the offensive line, but it's not like that that was a terrible team that they got six sacks against. So, they performed well. I just wonder how much of it is – like, Slay didn't do much the second half of the season, and I don't know if that's because they just weren't thrown to who he was covering. Well, that's how you judge him, if he's getting beat. Or how else
2: would you judge him like if he's not giving up catches or or receptions it's hard to say he's not good if you don't try
3: him right but i mean they've tried him before by the you know the upper echelon wide receivers yes. in previous years and he got beat yes so
2: yes <laughs> yes i agree all corners get beat you mean for James Bradbury didn't get beat i mean slay's a five-time pro bowler
3: yeah he's also 32 I I know that. (laughs) Let's go to Chris and King of Pressure. Chris, how are you?
6: Hey, guys. How are you doing?
3: What's up, brother? What's up, Chris? So,
6: uh, to answer your guys' question from earlier on the uh, Jalen or Howie thing, I I have a little bit of a a culinary analogy for you guys.
3: Mm -hmm.
7: Excellent.
6: uh, A a big fish in this industry once said, if they want you to cook the dinner, at least they ought to let you shop for some of the groceries. Well, there's only one chef in that Eagle's kitchen, if you ask me, and it is Howie. Now... Jalen's the protein of the dish, for sure. But the accoutrements are pretty damn important. And that's on Howie. But I want to ask you guys this, and I'm particularly interested in your take as a former player. What do you think if the NFL, which they probably can't implement due to the CBA currently, but what if we could throw away this problem entirely? Because quarterbacks are now top-tier ones are making 20 to 25% of a team's salary cap. Mm -hmm. Why not cap that number at something like 13%. And this isn't a problem for anyone. Plus, the quarterbacks are making more money than anyone off the field in endorsements. This is the ultimate team sport, right?
2: It's supposed to be, yep.
6: So what, what do you think about that? Because you're sitting in, in a locker room with 53 guys, and a rookie is making 515000 mm-hmm. and a guy next to him is making 100 times that.
2: Yeah. Now, listen, I, I, I hear you there but the way they've set this up. Uh, and this obviously would be something you would have to go through the NFLPA to get done as far as changing a, a, a pay scale. Um, there's a floor that every team has to spend, meaning that that they, they – I'm just using round numbers. Let's say the floor is $140 million. They got to spend at least $140 million. I don't know if everybody is evenly <laughs> – should be evenly paid on the team. So the quarterback usually gets the, the majority of the pie. Now, in the NFL, unlike the NBA, uh, in the NFL, you're paid by position. Mm -hmm. So you're paid according to your position, and it's worth and it's value to the team. And we have deemed the quarterback as the most valuable position on the team. Doesn't mean you're the best player. I can't argue that. Believe me, there'll be 52 guys wanting to argue that some bum quarterback is getting paid just because he plays quarterback versus him being the actual best player on the team. <laughs> right? So right. There, there, there are players that would complain about that, but it's just the way it's set up.
3: The way it's set up.
2: Yep. It, yes, it's the way it's set up. I, I would Listen, I would tell you that the quarterback isn't worth $50 million. Nope. Because he can't do anything without the offensive line. Right. He can't do anything if he doesn't have top-flight wide receivers to throw the ball to. So your $50 million would go down the drain. Yeah. Unless you have a guy who doesn't need star players at wide receiver, star players on the offensive line. Mm. Like, give you a couple examples. We bring up the same quarterbacks. Pat Mahomes just showed you he could do it without star wide receivers. Don't keep bringing up Travis Kelsey as a tight end. We know he has a tight end. Think about if you only had a tight end to throw the ball to, and see how many games you would go win.
3: Yeah, we. Yeah, so that's not act like. That. Yeah, just not
2: act like <laughs> he has Travis Kelsey, and that's why he's winning. No, he's made other players on his team better. Yep. Joe Burrow didn't have an offensive line last year, didn't stop him from getting to the Super Bowl.
3: Man, and the, he and he got sacked a lot.
2: Didn't He's the most sacked quarterback since the time he's been in the league. Yep. But he's been to back-to-back AFC championships, and he's gone to the Super Bowl. Those are guys that you pay when you don't need a ton of talent around them to be good. But most quarterbacks need that talent around them. All right. And you got to pay those players. Right? So the left tackle gets paid, the center gets paid, guard gets paid. I mean, here are the guys that are getting – shoehorned out of the money, running backs, linebackers, safeties. So unless you're a special player at that position, you're, you're getting shoehorned out of the money. You're not you're not really getting the money like those other positions.
3: And wide receivers are getting more money than they've ever gotten. They, they used to didn't get paid. Now they get paid. That's the fastest ride. Like corners, actually, the market for corners has went down. Wide receivers now, on average, make more money than corners. And yeah. that was never like that.
2: They have more impact on the game.
3: They do. You're I've, right.
2: al- I've always said this. A corner can't change the game like a wide receiver can. It's, it's an offensive game. It's points.
3: And we we see what you don't what you have when you don't have good wide receivers
2: can't do anything. <laughs> well, and yeah,
4: you, you hear the uh, the Bengals GM yesterday say, "Go get your own T Higgins." Oh, I love exactly. Too. And that's what we're going to say in what a About year from Devontae now. Devontae Smith. Yeah. Yep,
2: yep. Go get your own Devontae Smith. You're not getting this guy.
4: So we're back to Nolan Carroll and Gary uh, <laughs> <Carey laughs> yes, Williams in the that's outside. Our quarters,
3: yeah. <laughs> but that is the scary thing because now now Devontae is going to be making twenty plus. Yeah. Or he's not going to be coming back, right? And that's why Cincinnati needs – they'll have some hard decisions to make because they're going to have to pay T. Higgins and and, and Chase. They're going, to, they're going to be making both 20 a year mm-hmm. at least. Well, uh, the cap is going up. Yeah, believe me, there, there's –
2: The cap is going up. And, and, and what? Well, listen, if you get Joe Burrow, you get Joe Burrow to take a little less money on the average per year realizing that he's going to get paid his money over time anyway,
3: same thing you do with Jalen. Same thing.
2: You're, yeah. get, you're the quarterback. You're going to get your money.
3: Yeah, as far as, as far as capping how much a quarterback can make, because I've seen this written about many times, I just don't think the Players Association is ever going to go for you capping any position at any amount of money. Even if you say, well, no, no, we'll pay. We'll make sure everybody still gets paid. They're not taking less. No. They're not taking less. So I, I don't think and, – and I don't think it's fair to quarterbacks. Like If the NFL doesn't want quarterback quarterbacks taking up that much of the cap, then don't pay them. You just control yourself, but they're not going to do that, at least not right now. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Marks and Reese, Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. 592 Well, like Reese, we have our first joint practice scheduled for 2023. Oh, God, really? Oh, Elliot's going to be there with the chart. I'm high. <laughs> Deciding who wins and who, lo- who loses. Will it be a win or a loss? We'll give you our predictions coming up right after this. It's Marks and Reese on 94 WIP. Hey, listen, Marks Jewelers, that's right. Um, If you're thinking about getting engaged, how about this? Maybe you're already engaged, but need to get the wedding bands or gifts for the bridal party. The perfect gift awaits at Mark's Jewelers. Mark's Jewelers, you won't believe this place. 25,000 square foot showroom, but you're still getting personal consultants. You're still getting, um, it doesn't feel too big. It's just an amazing place, right? Private booths. an engagement ring, so if you want to do something special, you want to design something, they'll do it for you. Mark's Jewelers. Mark's Jewelers in Montgomeryville. It's on Route 309, just off the Pennsylvania Turnpike. It's pretty much minutes from everywhere. And if you want to avoid city uh, sales tax or parking, having to pay for parking, don't do that. Come to Mark's Jewelers. It'll be worth the drive. Online at Marks-Jewelers.com. Tell them John Mark sent you. Marks and Reese, we're back. Twitter questions brought to you by Marks Jewelers. If you're getting engaged, visit the home team. Best selection of diamond engagement rings to fit every budget. Visit Marks-Jewelers.com. Maybe, Jack, you could ask what the Eagles record will be in joint practices this year.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, last year, Elliott said he needed 30 passing touchdowns. Jalen was not going to have a good year. I don't. I don't know if he got to thirty. He came close <laughs> in the end. Yeah. Well, he didn't get it though.
3: He know? did not get it. Yes, yeah, so that's important. Yeah. Well, and, and, and Jalen had a career year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it must be twenty-five touchdowns to have have a great year. All right. So uh, I guess this is a, a Browns uh, reporter, Zach Jackson, who. Uh, so yes, yeah, he's a Browns reporter for the Athletic. He uh, confirms the Browns will go to Philly for joint practices. Uh, had a week two of the preseason, same time as last year. Eagles went to Cleveland last year. They're coming uh, here this year. Elliott uh, points out they went 2-0 and against the Browns in joint practices last year. So there you go. Yeah, the only loss was against the uh, Dolphins. That's right, that first day down there. And then the other day got canceled. And that was looking great, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So who do they have? Ground- Cleveland? Yeah, Cleveland. And it, they'll have another one, right? That's just not been announced yet. Yes.
2: Oh, you get Deshaun Watson.
3: At the oh, yeah, I didn't even think of that. Oh, so he, that
4: that'll be a good one. Had it not been, you know, what just happened this year, like you know, it'd be like, yeah. oh, it's we got to see our former quarterback.
2: Well, I'm, all, I'm I, when we do joint practices, and we normally have a good opponent. Um, I'm always interested in an opponent because I want to know, like, okay, well, who can I at least lock in on that's going to be a joint practices that I'll be interested in seeing. Although we're never at joint practices, we're never at practice. That's the midday show.
3: But we we I don't know what time it is. But the one time when it was we were there at the end, we didn't go on the air till the end. But John Harbaugh came over and um. Uh, oh yeah, what us. year?
2: That was uh that was a Super Bowl year,
3: wasn't it? What year was that? that was a Super Bowl year? Yep. Yeah, that was the year before Lamar camp, yep. went
2: to won the MVP.
3: Yep. Yeah, he had not won an MVP when yeah. we when we asked him we asked John about Lamar. And man, he came out firing on. Yeah, he that, believed in. That's when
2: Spike used to, you know, he used to realize <laughs> that this was the show you have down there at the damn
3: complex. Yep. But you know. Well we need to push to have the show down there on the on the joint practice
2: well, well, here's the thing though, no, I'm actually good with not having the show because when we go on the air, nobody's gonna be there
3: that's true um
4: at the well, plus they do the, uh sixty minute practices that's the other thing the
2: practice <laughs> is over with fast um but yeah, I can get down there early enough, check out
3: practice, and then come and come back come come here to the um uh, to the station the world uh, headquarters of odyssey as it <laughs> yes, says on the big yes, screen out there yes. Well, there you go. All right. Well, exciting stuff. So uh, so what's your prediction, Jack? Wins and losses, two days of practices. What do you think? 2-0? Well, I mean, the Browns have a pretty good roster, so. Uh, but, you know, I'm expecting a little bounce back here for Deshaun Watson. Ma- little
2: Mari Cooper? Yeah. Out
4: there? What
2: corners are going to be out there?
4: Denzel Ward? <laughs> Not uh, for, I mean, for
3: us, yes. Zach McPherson? I'm going to go zero two in this practice. Wow, you think he off the slow start? Well, it, it wakes these guys up. The oh, Browns the have a lot to shirt? prove. Well, I mean, the Browns are coming off of a, a disappointing season. The Eagles maybe be early part of training camp still feeling good about themselves. The Browns come in with purpose, and they beat them in both both days of practice. <laughs> Deshaun lights up the, up the defense. Yeah.
2: So is that our first preseason game? Second.
4: Oh, it's the second preseason game.
3: Yeah, I don't know who they play first, but it's a, yeah, it's a week two of the preseason, okay. so that'll be the. So well, he, well, they won't even play in that game. Though. Well, they play the Jets week one of preseason, obviously.
4: That's awesome. Oh, I know this is last year. Just kidding. But they play the Jets. You used the to play the somewhere. Jets last. At, all the time. At, at, yeah, yeah, that was right.
3: <laughs> well, Jalen Jaylen may not be playing in any of these games.
2: Oh, the no. actual preseason yeah. games
3: yeah, the yeah we're
2: past expecting players to play in preseason games, yeah <laughs> well, that's We'd, the only thing that I don't even expect players to practice anymore, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't go to Eagles practice to look at the Eagles players. I, I'm going to the joint practice to watch the Browns players. but
4: well, that's what sucks about uh about this upcoming training camp is that the Eagles won, like the, 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 we came and do the whole like no, you know, it's over with yeah yeah, you practice harder you' also you're going kind to of, because they, they came out there with eight eight notes
3: We'll try though. One day we may try but Yeah, it. I've, I've given up on the practice and <laughs>
4: equipment and all that stuff in practice.
2: Yeah, yeah that's a, that's a yeah. They've already disproved that last year. It's they hard did. to make that argument. They did. Yeah.
3: We'll have to move on. Yeah. Well, they didn't that. lose the Super Bowl. Maybe if they. Well, I'll listen. <laughs> Maybe if they practice. The yep. Jack, yeah. a lot of people would think that we wouldn't be able to do draft a quarterback show in 2023 after Jalen's season, but I think people are going to be wrong at some point. You're going to crack. And you're going to want to draft a quarterback, aren't uh, you? I just maybe consider it. <laughs> <laughs> Depends how long this contract goes on for. Yeah. Oh man. Also, oh, if, if by the draft they haven't agreed to a new contract, and there's talk that public you, negotiations. Oh. Jaylen's going to sign long term. How he's turns got into the Lamar thing. How he's got binoculars at Anthony Richardson's pro day. Then mm. he's looking next.
4: Next, Josh Allen.
3: <laughs> Let's go to Bill, calling from Seattle, Washington. Bill, how are you, buddy? Excellent. How are you? Good, Bill. What's going on, man? All
7: right. So, uh, there's a point to be made here uh, regarding Slay about the the contract structuring. So, the, the the Eagles don't need to get out from under his contract. He's on a he's on a team up op, team option here this year. So, uh, huh? I mean, if someone wants to pay, thinks he's worth seventeen point five million or more, they should trade him. If not, they should cut him.
2: You, <laughs> you mean so Slay?
7: Darius Slay, yeah we're not going
2: to cut him and eat 26 million dollars a day cap space.
7: Well, okay, so here this is the point about the contract structuring. So mm-hmm. the, the the dead cap that, that he has is not going to be affected by whether he's cut or traded or not.
3: What do you mean? That it'd Eagles be the, it'd be a, the same amount whether you trade him or cut him. You would still you would be- still save the same amount of money. So you'd save like 5 million bucks off the cap if you traded him or cut him. It doesn't it doesn't matter. That's what you're saying, Bill, cuz that's oh. what I read.
7: Well, they can allocate it. So here, let's step back just a second. So the Eagles are in a steady state. They they defer about a hundred million in cap hits every year, every single year. This past year, they deferred 95 million. 2023, they're going to defer about a hundred 2024. They're going to defer about a hundred, 510. The specific players that they defer doesn't really matter. They just have to be able to defer some cap hits. So the, 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 the $26 million or whatever it is that you're talking about is going to be spread over this year and next year. Now, they can collapse it into this year if they want, but they can also keep it in next year. They can designate him his
3: contract. Doesn't so, 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 Bill, because we're getting a little bit in the weeds Man, here. No, we're way in yeah. the weeds. Here. So, I mean, what he's saying is that you can cut him and save money. The problem is you still need to sign a corner, and if you were trading him, you're at least getting, like, a fourth-round draft pick is a fourth-round draft pick, right? Like, I don't think the Eagles are just going to cut you him for financial. You think
2: the Eagles are just going to cut a all-pro Pro, pro Bowl corner for no—just just to cut him? No, I don't. Yeah. I don't think that. Especially if they don't plan on resigning Bradbury. Right.
3: Yeah. Um I guess I guess what he's saying is that whether you traded him or you cut him, you still it's still the same financial. So really, what you're trying to do is get out from underneath the contract, and this trade that you'd be making would at least get you something back in return. I don't believe that.
2: Yeah, I, that's not the way I'm thinking. That's that's getting rid of him at any cost. i I need a player over there. Right. <laughs> like I need yeah, a
3: player over there. The, the Eagles. The Eagles aren't in the situation where not maybe they look at Bradbury and they say we can get Bradbury. It just doesn't feel like to me that they're looking to trade Darius Slay, They're putting it out there to see, hey, if someone offers you a draft pick, maybe you think about it. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, otherwise, I still believe they're going to have to extend him past this year or they're going to have to rework the contract uh, to at least push it into another year. So I don't think – maybe I'm wrong. I don't think that he comes back just at the regular –
2: See, I think what people have forgotten is what the cornerback position looked like before Slay got here. Which was bad. No, which was terrible. Yeah which was terrible. You giving given money to Byron Maxwell? <laughs> oh god. No, seriously. Like like we we think we've had corners here like we like we produce corners of plenty around here. We've actually had good cornerback play the last 2 years. And it's because of guys they went out and got the beer trade or free agency.
3: Yeah, they had the trade again. I mean honestly, like the Not two- not
4: because they drafted guys and developed them. In the, I mean, the best guy they drafted was what Mills? Like for an hour. Yeah, recently, and, and yes. Recently, yeah. yeah recently,
3: yes. And, and that, like, so wide receiver corner, Howie wisely went out and traded draft picks and got him and signed them because they str they struggled to, to draft those guys. So instead of keep pounding your head against the wall and drafting them and drafting them, let's get a sure thing. That's what they did with Slay, and that's why I don't think they're going to move on just for nothing. Let's go to Corey in Columbus. Corey, how are you, buddy? What's going on?
1: What up, Johnny Marks? I agree. Corey. What's up, C? The thing with Slay is like, like Slay is a a, a good player. He uh, he, I mean he's elite cornerback. He top top ten, arguably top five. But my problem with Slay is that is the goofiness. Like the way like like when we when you get done up in the Super Bowl, you talking about oh my god, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. That's the best I've seen. Like I don't want to hear that after y'all got done up in the Super Bowl. Like right. just just be quiet for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like he the talent is obviously there. It's just like the goofiness. Like. He acts like he a fanboy, like Trevon Diggs. Oh my God, this young bull, right? He like, dog. I don't want to hear that. Y'all just <laughs> got lit up by C.D. Lamb. I don't care about that. That's my issue with Slay. It don't got nothing to do with it on the field, right? I mean, obviously it's that podcast, obviously, it's that podcast right. he like, has, yeah. Right, exactly. Obviously, Slay is older. I mean, like I agree with you before corners. I mean, like who? But like this is this is what I will say about the cornerback position. We have not put a lot of resources there. I mean, the highest cornerback we drafted was Sidney Jones, who was a bum, but he was coming off the injury. Rasul Douglas, I mean, he kind of looks like a player in Green Bay. I mean, he got more interceptions than Slay and Bradbury got over the past two years. I think he got like 12 interceptions in the past two years. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jalen Mills, I mean, he's a starter, but I mean, like he was a seventh-round pick. Like, I feel like if we invested more in the position, like, Maybe draft a corner in the first round. Like, when Lito Shepard, the last corner we drafted in the first round. Like, we don't we don't put assets there. And I get it. You want to, like, you know, put in the trenches when the offensive line, defensive line. Like, I agree with that. You build through the trenches. But it's like, we got Devontae as a top ten pick. Devonte look like a player. Yep. Go get a top ten corner. Like, let's see what it look like and then maybe how we would hit on that. You're more likely to draft a player at an elite level in the top ten than you are at 30. Go get me a top ten quarter. Go get me Witherspoon. Go get me uh, uh, Gonzalez. somebody Gonzalez. like that. like uh, Porter no, Jr., no. yeah, Porter yeah, Jr. I'm not trying – no, no, no Penn State players. Like We don't do that. Uh, <laughs> I, that's, I told you. I that's why I told you all about, about them Penn State players, man. Like, don't do that. But
3: no. listen. Okay. Go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. I, 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 yeah, I'm no fan of Penn State. I'm just trying to think if – who, who's the best defensive back to come out of Penn State recently?
1: They don't got none. DB? Yeah. Oh, no, I can't remember and, and, and a DB.
4: Don't, yeah, I can't remember
3: Adrian no DB. Adrian was you're a
1: talking about, You're talking Adrian about 0-2 versus the Browns. Don't do that. Come on now. What don't do that. Yeah, but, it, but it, it it
3: it it gets them back on track to start the season, right? Like, the they come in. The Browns ain't
1: got no hope. The Browns ain't got no hope. The only, only player the Browns got is, is Denzel Ward. That's
2: it. Well, no, Miles Garrett is pretty good.
1: Yeah, mine's get all right. <laughs> Yeah, he's all right. He's making $30
3: million a year.
1: <laughs> Denzel Ward. Hey, listen, I'm telling y'all, draft players from Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia. I'm telling y'all. What school did Denzel Ward go to? I don't know. What school he goes to? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling y'all, listen, yes. draft from those three schools, you never going to have a problem. Draft from those three schools. You're going to put elite. Talent in the league. All right. Well, I'll say Georgia Alabama.
3: Well, how he's listening to you.
2: I can't argue with you on that. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. listen, yeah, throw Georgia in there too. They're pretty good too.
3: Man. Jalen Carter, um, and I guess he he's gonna be turning himself in, but he's being charged with something um from a from a, an accident that happened it's been more than a couple of weeks I think ago it's now january, right
2: yeah sometime in yeah. january yeah
3: that involved uh, a recording a recruiting coordinator and some other people in the georgia program and he's being uh, accused of being of racing or something to that effect of the car that crashed and had the fatalities mm-hmm. uh, but carter has come out and said that there's no question in my mind that i will be fully exonerated mm. but not good to um, not good leading into the draft, heading into the draft, having this hanging over him. Now, maybe by the time the draft happens, there's more clarity on the charges, and it doesn't look like it's going to be a big deal. But, but has he been charged? Um, yeah, the arrest warrant was issued for him. Oh, wow. So he was turning – I think his lawyer said he was turning himself in, but there was a, there was a statement that was put out. Mm. And um, he was at the scouting combine when the warrants were issued. And he said in his statement the reports about his involvement include inaccurate information, and he's going to return to Georgia to face the charges. Okay. So, there you go. I, could end up being where they get reduced and it's not much of a deal. It could end up affecting his draft stock. I guess we're not going to know until we get there.
2: Well, I mean, the key, the answer would be is whether or not he falls far enough that the Eagles would be able to get a, get a hold of him. I mean, that's the only reason we're interested is, is, is he, does he fall Enough that we get him. Listen, Warren Sapp fell to the 12th pick. You know, Hall of Fame player. That was just for smoking weed. What the hell?
0: <laughs> Same
4: yeah. thing with uh, Larry Tunsil. Well, yeah, then
2: we get him. He got, a, he got a full-on gas mask on that, that, that comes out before the draft. And How'd he do? He turned out to be pretty damn good. Yeah,
4: big contract. Yeah. He, you know, uh, he's yeah. been good. Well, speaking of the draft and the corners, the Eagles uh, want to put in the, the rule that you can wear the number zero. You know who wore number zero in college? Christian Gonzalez. Christian Gonzalez. Sorry, sorry. You know, uh, connecting some dots here.
2: How do you? Who, who said the Eagles put in a rule to wear zero?
4: That's the the, the report out there that the Eagles they want to in state that you can wear the the number zero. Like why? We're taking Christian. Gonzalez. We're taking <laughs> Christian Gonzalez. But would like, <laughs> be the only reason? But it's so it's such a weird thing to be. <laughs>
2: yeah. Why would they even care about that? It,
4: it,
3: I mean, the, Swoop's not a real player. I don't know if we know that. But is this is this? And he's a, double zero. Is this them showing their uh, their unhappiness with the pushback against the Tush Push? Pun intended. The
2: Tush Push.
4: They're getting everyone They're back saying, by saying, I'll, "I'll show you." We can wear number zero again. <laughs> yeah. Well, they they, <laughs> they 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 did put out there they want that fourth and fifteen rule for the millionth year in a row.
3: Please no. I actually want that. I think it'd be kind of cool for the onside about kick. The onside kick, yeah. game, right? Yes. Yeah. Until some some team gets lucky and beats you because of some. I mean, it's not lucky. Lucky is the onside kick. Yeah, but you you outplayed a, a team the whole the whole game. There should be. Well, stop them on fourth and fifteen. No, like like let them have. The we got chance. rid of Gannon, so no. it's not a concern anymore. No, I tell you, if you outplay another team to where they have no chance other than some stupid onside kick, that's the chance they deserve. They don't get a chance to go fourth and fifteen and and get a five yard penalty on a, a holding call. By the referee? No, I'm against it.
2: Well, I'm I'm for it unless it's my damn team who can (laughs) make a miraculous comeback and actually win the game. Right, the game's not over. How many times have we thought, "Oh my God, we're gonna go down and score," then we gotta wait and hope for a stupid onside kick that we know we're not going to
3: get. Yeah, all the time.
2: Yeah, they've even put rules in to make it even harder to get an onside kick because they don't want the collisions. Right. That's why I'm even more in favor of the fourth and fifteen rule. I'm more in favor of that. That, that. that keeps the game alive. Hey, I'm watching this XFL. There's a couple other things I may be, I may be
4: interested in adding to the NFL. You want reviews, uh, roughing the passers reviewed?
2: Yes. Well, that should be reviewed. Only because the NFL is stupid and, and, and the officials are way too lenient with the flags and throwing flags on that. We saw plenty of plays last year that where they- it shouldn't have been a roughing the passer.
3: And it should be easy to see the difference between, like, even if it's borderline, let the call stand. But if it's something where it's silly, and again, it, it's it's the timing of some of these penalties. That there was one game was it the Steelers game. It extended. It was, it was a game late in the season. that extended a drive, and they ended up scoring on it. Otherwise, because it, it was a fourth down or a third down or something like that. I'm in favor of more replay, not less, Jack. I want I want more replay. Awesome in the game. Slow it less. down even more. So you like the three point conversions, don't you? Ike?
2: I can get if I I need to see it a little more, but I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. It
3: makes those games more interesting. Yes,
2: I'm okay with it. Listen, I'm throwing all rule books out, records, all that nonsense. Don't matter anymore. It's generational stuff. This is a new era of sports. It's a new. They're going to be. It's going to be a four point shot in basketball. Coming soon. Don't worry. Wait, wait till they start shooting for four, From four pointers. Where there's going to be a spot on the floor where you could pull up for a four pointer, and that's what you're going to get. That's coming eventually. Yeah. Uh, all this stuff is coming, man.
4: And we just need to embrace it. It's
2: what it is. All yeah.
4: because we took the DH
3: out of the NL. Yep.
2: Which was another good move by the baseball. Oh, another good move by baseball.
3: Love it. I don't
4: need to see pitchers hit.
3: Have you come around on that, Jack?
4: Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need to see pitchers hit. It's, it's not about that. It's about the late game, the late game strategy, like, which I try to explain that to you a lot. Yeah, you know, no, the double know. switches uh, yeah, in the seventh and eighth yeah, inning.
3: It, ta- it takes away. It's hard for me to get the double switch hit thing. Yeah, it does take away the strategy, Jack. <laughs> Let's go to Andy and deford Andy, how are you, buddy? What's going on, man? Yo, what's good, fellas? Andy, what's up, Andy? As far as the whole slate talk goes,
8: I think you got to you got to move on from Slay because here is the deal with him. He's old, he's 32, right? He, he barely made plays past October last year. He was a $9 million cap pit last year. He's going to be $27 million cap pit this upcoming season. You get rid of him, re-sign Bradbury, re-sign Gardner Johnson. That's the move to make. I mean, Slade's still a good player, but he's not a shut-down number one corner. He doesn't follow the best receivers like Jalen Ramsey or Jari Alexander. He just doesn't.
2: He that does sometimes.
8: Easy. He does sometimes. I'm just saying, like, if you make it $27 million on the cap, you better follow the best receiver every damn game. Not but it's sometimes. not his
2: choice, though, Andy. That's the defensive coordinator's choice. Because everybody else has to has to actually it has to line
8: up with the rest of the defense. Slade's not out there playing by himself. No, I feel you, Ike. But if you're allocating that much money to a position, you got to get more bang for your buck. I mean, the guy didn't have a pick last season after October. I mean, he's a cornerback. You get paid for to make interceptions. Mm-hmm. He don't get paid to tackle, or he don't get paid to play the scheme. He gets paid to make interceptions. He had no picks does after he?
2: October. Does he get paid to make interceptions, or does he get paid to hold down the other teams? Well, well, he top wasn't receiver. making
8: plays. Whatever he was getting paid for, he wasn't making. Well, plays. well, who
2: was making plays though? Then why would you want to bring Bradbury back?
8: Because Bradbury and Gardner Johnson, you probably get both of them for the same amount that you would get for Slay. I think no, no. What twenty seven million? You think that both of them? That's are dead call? cap
2: hit. He's only making seventeen
8: million from a yeah, salary I'm just standpoint. I'm talking about total cap hit for next year. So, so, so he's making seventeen million next year. He made four million this past season. Do you think his play weren't? Who, who being made four million? Slay. Oh, okay, he,
2: okay. I didn't, I didn't know what his yeah. Size, he made four was.
8: million. So you're, you're telling me his play is warranting and triple paid what he was no, last. No, what,
2: what, what I'm no. telling you is he restructured his contract so that it, it played out that way, to where he only got paid. In other words, do you think he was underpaid last year as an All Pro Pro Bowl corner at four million?
8: Do I think he was underpaid? No, I don't think he was. Underpaid. I he guarantee you. Are you, you nuts, Andy?
2: <laughs> are you nuts for four million dollars? The guy wasn't underpaid. Oh, so, so we're going to overpay
8: him next year. I no, feel- you brought out. up his
2: salary. So I'm just telling you he was underpaid this
8: past year. Now you're talking about he would be overpaid next year. It evens out his salary. I'm just saying for for the player he is right now, and, and like, I mean, Darius is his name. You, Slay, you're not making big plays. So you're Darius to me. For what he's going to <clears> cost in the production, I just don't see it. So what do you think
2: Slay is ranked at as, as a corner in this league?
8: He's probably top 10, but like I said, he's not on that level of probably top, top 10. tier guys. I Gary would say Al-Gazor. he's top five. Jalen Ramsey. Uh, this- Jalen
2: Ramsey's about to get cut.
8: Because it, because it costs too much. Did
2: you see Jalen Ramsey this year?
8: Did you see anybody from the Rams make plays this no, year? No, I'm
2: just talking about Jalen Ramsey got cooked, Andy got cooked in the Super Bowl. Did you see him against T. Higgins in the Super Bowl Jaylen last year? Ramsey
8: is a way better player than Darius Slay. I'm just yeah.
2: telling you what his play showed on the field, Andy. That's what I'm telling you.
8: I got you. I I, just, I think you move on. I, I just think we get caught up in paying these older players when they're way past their prime. I I just, I just think we could do a lot better than Slay, Darius Slay. And then, as far as Penn how State, how you gonna safeties, do better? How you gonna do better than Slay when there's only four corners ranked higher now? Are you getting you know, one a, of those as, four? As far as Penn State, safeties, What about what about the cat from the Bears that was the rookie last year? Brisker, Jaquan Brisker, dog. Yes. Yeah, Michael Zordich, dog. I mean, come on. I mean, I know that's back in the day, but yeah, he I mean, come back like like 40, forty years, Z. yeah, man. But I'm just saying, though, Eagle. You know, you gotta throw your Eagle in there. But Listen, guy-
2: I, I would take Joey Porter Jr. I'm, I, I don't have a problem with it.
8: Without a doubt. I but, don't have a problem
2: with it. i an Ohio State fan that didn't want to take Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Like, I can I I understand people being soured on Slate. Like, I, I, I hear you, but let's not act as if the guy's a bum. Because now you're just saying you're letting your emotions tell you what you're saying about the guy versus what he actually did out there on the field. And interceptions don't make a corner. If that was the case, uh, uh, the corner, uh, I can't think of his name right now one of the best corners in the league for like six, seven years, going to the Hall of Fame, played for the Jets. Darrell Reeves.
3: Darrell Revis. I actually Googled his stats. How many interceptions do you think Darrell Reeves had so, every year? So, And Deion and was a playmaker, but there were years where they just didn't throw at Deion. Yes. So it's hard to get interceptions out. With Namdi. he never had interceptions and. In- it's like, I'm not sure what the case was I'm, with him. Namdi was terrible. Was terrible. I,
2: I, I'm, just, I'm just telling you interceptions don't necessarily right. define whether or not you're a good corner or not. Tell me what the completion percentage is against, against Darius Slay. Tell me the average number of yards he gives up per reception against Darius Slay.
3: People have soured on Slay, and I, you know the reasons we hear? It's what he says after games and things like that. It just turns a lot of people off. Cause, I mean, like,
2: like I, don't, I don't know what to say to that. Yeah, I don't know what to say. I mean, we want players with – it's funny because we, we want players with swagger. C.J. Garner-Johnson, we're okay with what he says after a game or when he says something. But Slay, I guess because he's being goofy or what well, have Slay you. Slay answered
3: the question about the – against – about who was it that he was that talking That was the Cowboys. About, yeah, The Cowboys game. Whatever yeah. player he was talking about, we hated that.
2: Well, but, I d I don't know how many people did. I know I did. I, I know I had something to say about it. I don't know who else said anything. Two one five
3: five ninety two ninety four. <laughs> I don't know who else said anything about it. I did. Ninety four ninety four. It's Marks and Reese. Your phone call's coming up. I'm Top- just not getting rid of good players, man. Yeah. I don't blame you.
2: I'm just not getting rid of good players. And trying to convince me to slay as a bad player, you gotta do more than just tell me you don't like him. You gotta tell me give me something tangible that says he's not a
3: good no, player. No, he's still still a very good player. Yeah. Give me something
2: tangible that says he's not a good player.
3: Jack has a top five at five. What does he have in store for us today? I can't wait to find out. Coming up next. Marks and Riesel, 94 WIP. Hey, listen, the winter blues, they're almost behind us. Clocks are going to get to uh, go forward in a couple weeks here. And the warm weather's going to come. And all around Philly, you want to get more active. You want to be more active. But your achy joints don't say, yeah, let's go do it. Right? Well, stop the steroids. Stop the chatter about surgery. Because there's a better way to get lasting relief And you know I'm talking about QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in an exciting new approach that uses healing properties from your own body, highly concentrated, then places them directly into your achy joints. It restores and repairs damaged tissue, gets you moving again without pain. If you have knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain, hip pain, the patient satisfaction reports are incredible. There's no downtime. The old ways of dealing with joint pain, they're out. The new ways are in. That's QC Kinetics. So... Learn more about this popular all-natural alternative way to get lasting pain relief, no surgery, no drugs. Call is free. The consultation is free. They will get you in ASAP. Call them now. QC Kinetics, 215-999-3000. 215-999-3000. Call them. QC Kinetics, 215-999-3000.